Welcome to the Shaky Experience. My name is James Richard Lane. Today we'll be speaking volume with Elisa Zyleth. Elisa is a musician originally from New Zealand, but now based in Los Angeles. She may be most recognized for her band, The Naked and Famous, which have released four full-length albums and a handful of singles. Their song, Young Blood, has received lots of praise and commercial success as well. Most recently, she's been performing under her name as a solo artist, which she has released one EP and a few singles. Elisa has had lots of notable accolades from having her music featured in major press. She's performed large music festivals toured across the world, has formed on late night television, and has even had her songs featured in television network series, including We Crashed, which I absolutely loved. It just went so very well. I I, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> Super awesome career. So much respect for her and our music without further ado alisa welcome to the show how are you doing oh my gosh that is the nicest intro ever. i was like you you need to send that to me in writing so i can just <laughs> every time i'm having a moment of my career um i'm doing well this morning i i found it really hard to get back into the swing of things at the top of this year i don't know why because usually i'm just so a type about it's a fresh year i'm going to set my goals and these are the things i want to accomplish and i didn't have that kind of like drive this mm. year so i'm just mm. it's a very slow burn and i was just walking my dog this morning just thinking wow my mindset of last year versus this year is just so different and this is new for me i wonder wonder why that is and um yeah it's just been very strange and i've been home from new zealand for about three weeks now I was there for two and a half months for the first time in like five years or something ridiculous like that. So yeah, it's just, I feel like I'm good, but it's, I feel kind of like it's a strange time for me. I don't know. Has it got something to do with the full moon? I don't <laughs> know. But yeah, I guess that's a long winded answer for how I am. <laughs> that's very sweet. I, I completely understand. Actually, I, I don't know you know I feel like it's like maybe like a post-COVID uh post-pandemic I'm not really sure I also just know like people are just struggling man like financially just health like it's just we're living in a weird world I don't know I'm, I'm usually more like an optimistic type of person Me I too. Just, like I'm usually like a happy like jolly type of you know person but like I, I don't know I'm kind of like recognizing I don't know people are poor like the world is kind of like flooding it's just like a weird time I don't know it's a weird time and it's just a matter of like I think it just depends on what you decide to focus your time thinking about and like totally agree with you there everyone's struggling everyone across the board all industries it's the wild west out there mm. and i'm like i'm always going to be worried about money i'm always going to be worried about my health those things are going to be a perpetual thing that are going to be needing my attention yeah but is it helpful to just stress out about it no where like i'm in an avoidant mode and i just want to escape into tv shows and not think about it because i've been there and I'm like, I don't want to think about it right now. Like if my partner comes home and he he's like, how, how was your day? What have you been up to? I'm like, I don't want to give you a list of all the things that I've accomplished today because I don't really have anything. Like, he's like, so what did you do with your day? I'm like, I feel like I've been staring at the ceiling all day, but <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> I feel that. I mean, I am totally feeling that. Like, honestly, I am on a similar trajectory. I guess, if anything, I can say I'm glad I'm not alone. I suppose, no. in a sense. Like, yeah. Yeah. Just it's easy to feel alone, especially if you work from home, too. Do you work yeah, from home? I do. Yeah, I do yeah. work from home. So, yeah, just, like, remembering to, like, walk outside and, like, go for a walk or something like yes. that, you know? That is one of the checklists for the day. Sometimes I get lazy, you know? Some some mornings it's too cold outside. I don't do the walk. But um, if I do the walk, I usually have a good day. Walk yeah. along the park or something like that. And then also the comment back was sort of what you were just saying as well is just focusing on things that you control opposed to the things that are like sort of more external I don't know there's something definitely to be said about that like I'd been listening to a podcast that really like highlighted the idea of just you know memento mori like live life to the fullest be present be now it's tough but to hear that you have a dog I'm sure that that dog must keep you some company at least provide some joy oh what do we got here there she is she's curled up on the couch what type of dog is that She's a, a Chow Chow German Shepherd mix. Mm, okay. She it's a crazy she was a street dog. She's <gasps> such a beautiful dog. Whoa. She was rescued off the streets in like 2015, mm. wandering around in Arizona. Mm. Mange, God. ribs were showing. And she's just this beautiful has such a beautiful spirit. And I I don't know what I would do without her. She's just very calm, you know? <sighs> and the th- great thing is great thing about dogs is they're so like in the present moment you know and it's 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 great it's great having a dog like right now in LA it's raining it's been raining all month I heard and that. I'm like oh I really don't want to walk but yeah you know, she'll take me outside and we just went for a 30 minute walk this morning and I love that yeah and why can't like, we just be more like really I know dogs just it. yeah <laughs> exactly she wasn't bothered by it at all yeah like it rained on i'm like oh maybe i need to get her a little raincoat um but <laughs> <laughs> that would the be coffee shop, there was a dog that had a raincoat that was covered in donuts and hot dogs and i'm like that is so cute and i feel like i should have a raincoat for my dog <laughs> wait anyway. you gotta get a matching one though like you guys can be like the matching like raincoat thing <laughs> i know i know it's so yeah, yeah. So, funny. so i what an intro i love that thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank you for telling me how you're doing what a perfect t- uh, i mean small talk whatever like you yeah. know like i'm not really good at small talk i just no, no, I, I, I don't know not so bad that was that was pretty good for not so good but um <laughs> earlier this month you released high fidelity acoustic version yeah. talk to me a little bit about this release especially for any of those that may not be familiar with your work yeah so i released my first single called high fidelity a year ago and um i did a live acoustic version of it and it was just something that lived on the internet on youtube and i got messages from my um, my friends and like my people online that are fans of my solo stuff like why release this like release this across dsps and i'm like oh god i don't know like i gotta figure this out i've got so many things going on right now so i ended up releasing it and i love doing acoustic versions of songs Mm. i think a lot of my songs it's it's a funny thing whenever I'm writing in sessions a lot of the producers have the tendency to be like oh this would sound great like acoustic like let's just leave this as an acoustic version I'm like absolutely not yeah I'm like if 
if I said yes every single time a producer mentioned that, I'm like, my entire, all of my songs would be acoustic. Oh, wow. Wow. It's really funny, but I guess it's because of how I write and my vo- my voice and stuff. But um, yeah, I do. Yeah, I just, I, I feel like I want to do that more, but um, mm. I'm just glad I've kind of like released that and marked the end of that kind of chapter of the first EP and mm. moving on to making music, which feels strange to me because my EP only came out a few months ago. Right. Um, so it's still new to a lot of people, you know, but that is the case with artists and yeah, and the music they release. But um, yeah. yeah, I've got, ever since I've gotten back, I've linked up with Tom and we've had meetings about um, writing new material for the Okay. So Spoiler alert. Yeah. I was saving that for later, but okay. That's pretty good. Yeah, I've kind of just been like all over the place writing. I did a writing camp in New Zealand before I came home. It was a writing camp curated by um, an artist called Jordan Racky, who is an Australian artist, lives in the UK, but it was funded by these government agencies, the British Council and New Zealand on Air, which is a, a government body in New Zealand that funds the arts, and the New Zealand Commission. And basically, um, it was a week-long writing camp in a studio called Big Fan, which is Joel Little's new studio in New Zealand, which my brother did the sound design for, which which is really cool that I got to work mm. in the studio that he worked on. And basically, they selected four producers, there's four guest songwriters. One of them was Lapsley, Holly Fletcher. Benjamin Jackson Cook, who does a lot of work with Rag and Bone Man and um, myself, and paired up with a bunch of local New Zealand artists. So how it went on the day is we'd get there at 9am, everybody would have coffee and and chit chat, and at 9.30 there would be a whiteboard that would go up of like the studio, the producer, the lead artist for that day, and the guest songwriter for that day. So I would have no idea who I'd work with every single time and would be in the studio at 9 30 a.m i can't stress uh, you 9 30 a.m to start writing a song <laughs> and then at 5 p.m we would have a listening party and everybody would listen to what um what was written for each mm. artist that day it was like a boot camp of songwriting to be honest yeah i've never done anything like that i had such a buzz i was like oh my god it's like almost lunchtime we haven't got the hook yet come on you guys <laughs> wow that's very interesting i don't even know if i've heard of anything like that before wow that sounds awesome how did you find out about that or how did you get recruited for that well apra is my pro um that collects all of my digital performance royalties and they asked me if i would be a guest songwriter um for this thing called song hubs that they've been doing since 2016 and so i was like hey a thank you for acknowledging me as a as a songwriter and um b of course i'd love to come and spend a uh-huh. week writing songs and hanging out with young artists and you know just being creative like such a cool thing to do and i get to do that every day by choice so yeah it was a very very refreshing uh thing and i think it made me fall in love with songwriting even, even more and the idea of like writing with other artists not necessarily for my project or the naked and famous but just for other artists i really enjoy connection and the energy exchange and Mm -hmm. of ideas in a room with people i've just met it's it's really exciting or it can be (laughs) it's also cool because it sounds like maybe you 
are able to kind of like share some of your wisdom and some of your knowledge through songwriting and music with maybe younger and upcoming artists as well or producers or something like that. You know, there must be something really rewarding and something really beautiful about just being able to kind of pass the torch, but also, or share the torch, maybe like share the torch with somebody else and like create like a connection and maybe inspire someone to write a song that I don't know, get some airplay as well or something like that. I, yeah, yeah, that's, that sounds really cool, actually. It's more about, yeah, no, for sure. And, and to that, it's, it's, think it's, um, the writing room can be really intimidating. And I've definitely felt that when I was like starting out, just, I mean, my main collaborators have been Tom, mm-hmm. <laughs> main collaborator, mm-hmm. um, has been Tom. And whenever I've kind of like the first time when I ventured outside of that process, which of, I've known for a long time I was really intimidated by it and um I think it's I've learned that it is really important to create a room where an artist feels safe enough to kind of like be vulnerable and be personal and be given like the platform to just do their thing but also feel supported in their ideas and feel supported in in what they want to pursue that day and that's definitely something I have I've learned and um to be for other people since doing that and it's been really nice because i think it's an extension of who i am in general like my friends they all call me the mum of the friend group nice (laughs) just because like people have that energy about them when they're like nurturing maternal oh my god but i feel like i've always been that been like that ever since i was young i've been somebody that has been a safe space for so many people i've got a lot of sober friends in la you're a safe space like you're like a normal pretty like leveled person like you don't go to extremes with anything and when you do we know that it's not like something we need to worry about I'm like okay that's nice (laughs) (laughs) that sounds awesome I was curious actually so it sounded like that boot camp that you're a part of or the community that you're a part of it was in New Zealand is that correct it was in New Zealand yeah so um the three writers they were flown out from the UK we got put up in a hotel, which is very nice. And we just hung out and wrote music. That sounds delightful. When you perform in New Zealand or like write in New Zealand or um, just anything really creatively, would you say you feel more comfortable in New Zealand or more comfortable in Los Angeles when you're sort of like writing and collaborating with other artists and so forth? I don't know. I feel like it's kind of different. Going back home, going back home and like plugging into the community and there's a certain amount of like recognition for the things that i've done and accomplished in my career and i feel like when i work with people when they meet me that's like at the forefront of their minds and i'm and and i don't know it's 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 just different and being los angeles i it's like the most i feel really anonymous i feel like Mm. i feel like i'm not judged or like people aren't i don't know what i'm trying to say here I think I have an understanding though. Where yeah, from. yeah. Yeah. I kind of like, get it. Yeah. Like, like going home and being part of this camp and like doing a panel and being told that like I'm a legend and a well respected musician is just cra- crazy. <laughs> yeah. <me>. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know. Um, it's a weird thing because I've never... Is it good though? Do you like to be, and I mean this in the most humble sense possible, but like the hometown hero type of person? Or... It, feels, it kind of feels that way. I think it's weird. Yeah, right. Um, Because I've never, 
measured my success by the accolades. I know that sounds stupid to say and it like probably feels easy to say because I have them, but if I didn't have them, I would be striving to to get them. Right. But that's not the driving factor of like why I'm an artist. Like my goal, my goal when I was about 19, when I enrolled into music school, which I dropped out of to start the band. Yeah, yeah. My life goal was to not work a day job, to quit my be able to quit my day job to be able to write music and create bodies of work yes. that's all i wanted to do yes. right? right right the bar was pretty low right <laughs> yeah and like i've been able to do that for the last 10 years or so yeah and i want to be able to continue doing that so i so deeply admire that because that's where i am as a person as well i just i don't know Like you meet people, you connect with people, you hear what people's lives look like and stuff. And it's cool that, you know, everyone has their own freedom of choice to choose what type of lifestyle they want or what type of career they want for the most part. I would say like, I just don't fit in that category either. And I'm just, you know, I'm a creative over here, just trying to build connection and not have a full-time job, a regular job, and just have freedom and flexibility to express myself in a creative way. And it almost sounds like you might be in a similar sense from my understanding. Yeah, definitely. I think I am in that point right now. And I feel like with my solo project, I get to experience things for the first time in a sense, like the idea of touring and playing my songs that are just mine and appealing to a, a new audience and building again. But then I get, but, and then also on the other hand, I get to plug back into the band and, and, and live there too, you know? There's probably a level of vulnerability performing like a solo artist or like performing outside of the band and like sort of uh experimenting a little bit you know seeing like what happens and exactly yeah and it was funny when I was in New Zealand I I did a little promo run um at radio stations and I Mm -hmm. played an acoustic version of my song Devil I Know which makes me think I should release a version of that because it's oh okay I was like performing for the very first time on my own in these radio stations where I would normally have my bandmate and it was scary but also very empowering because I got got to kind of like face my fear of being on my own head Mm. on and just doing the thing and I feel really proud of myself that I did that because it was really hard to step out of the naked and famous when you're in a band for as long as I've been there's all sorts of things that happen, you know, I get codependent tendencies in my creative partnership with Tom, like I feel like I can't do it with anybody else. And yeah, how are you supposed to grow if you don't step out of that kind of dynamic, you know, and yeah. figure it out on your own? What would you say are the differences from your band, The Naked and Famous, and your solo music? And do you have like a different notepads for lyrics? song structures how do you usually differ between the naked and famous and your solo music as far as writing recording everything else it's pretty easy to be honest because the naked and famous have like such a certain way of working there's a certain ecosystem with how songs are created and in that in that world tom is the producer and he is the one driving and he he's like he's 
pretty much the boss and I'm like he's like the producer and I'm like the executive producer you know like <laughs> yeah. he's the sheriff and I'm the deputy um <laughs> just coming to town like pulling up yeah. your suspenders and yeah <laughs> and everything every single idea sound lyric uh theme everything is a discussion and I think I think when you're when you're in a band that can be very tiresome and taxing but that's just how it works and that's yeah. just what you, you have to do like have you ever seen that documentary that Coldplay release, Head Full of Dreams? No, I haven't. Oh, you should watch it. It's like such it's an better. interesting documentary on like how that band works and how they have to discuss everything. And there's like a scene, there's a scene where Chris is in the studio and they're doing, um, they're writing Fix You, right? Yeah. And uh, one of the really band great song. Like, so yeah, he's like one of yeah. the bandmates is like, so what are the lyrics to that? He's like, okay, so I'm thinking this this and this and this and then he goes oh i don't know about that he's like okay fine well like if i can't say this if i can't say that what can i say wow wow so he gets edited by his bandmate and it's the same for me like and tom we edit each other versus and we also have a certain sound a certain thing that people expect i have a certain way of singing but with my solo stuff mm. Like Stevie Nicks said when she did her solo yes, stuff. Yes, I knew you. She said, I get to be I, the boss. Yep, I had a feeling. Yep, Stevie Nicks. That is a great metaphor right there. I could totally see it. You know, I, I don't know you that well, but I have a lot of confidence and a lot of faith in you that you could definitely do that. Like you, you know, watching your career over time and stuff like that, just from iPods to iPhones, basically <laughs> having your songs on there, right? I could definitely see you making that work, honestly. Oh my gosh. Just, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> the nicest thing anyone said to me. I feel like, you know, when we were starting out with The Naked and Famous, I had a very unique experience at the time, having the success we had with Young Blood, also being in a band with my boyfriend at the time. Was Tom your boyfriend? Tom was my boyfriend. Oh, okay. We were dating. We I dated for like seven years or something oh wow all right we yeah. started the band we met we started writing songs we started dating and in la right in in new zealand this is when we were like oh wow 19 oh, 19 we oh okay okay and um so add that dynamic to the band and i think i looked to stevie nicks and Lindsay buckingham i'm like how do they do it how do they get through all the the hardships and the fights and the craziness in the studio like if only the walls could talk mm. um uh you know like he would push me and like i would be in tears i remember there was this one situation when we were writing recording girls like you mm -hmm. really and great song i great love song. <laughs> love that song like just in, like when he says in 15 minutes it's so serious like you it's, know he's it's a very so, serious guy <laughs> like you know it's serious like you hear that part and you're like oh man like yeah I, I, yeah really it's good. an amazing song it's one of the best songs tom's written um and then there would be my part and he would want me to sing it a specific way and he's like no you're not getting it and we labored over me and how i was singing to the point where I ended up, there's a moment where I was in tears mm. sitting on the stairs at the studio and my manager comforting me because I felt like I was the worst singer in the world. Wow. That's and rough. there are so many moments that have been really difficult in the studio performing, the way we push each other, 
there were just some crazy stories and I didn't really have any um anyone else that I could truly lean on that I felt could understand me other than my bandmates and my managers who were kind of living through it with me at the time because they were there yeah so the naked and famous has been like my greatest teacher my relationship with tom has been my greatest teacher i've learned so much and yeah it's been really nice to just it was really nice to take a break from the band like a proper break and just focus on myself for a minute because i hadn't really tr- i hadn't really done that in like ever in yeah I believe that. I totally believe that because, right, like what happened was you basically, you're young, you're in New Zealand, just hanging out. And then basically you start the band, it launches off and that's it. No breaks, basically just full time, basically, since like you started the band. That's what it sounds like to me. And yeah, I could go on for a really long time personally, but I think that that time period was such a significant time period in pop culture too sort of like when young blood came out right yeah. that song was playing i worked at h&m for a little while and i just remember it, yeah yeah i worked in retail too i just yeah. remember the school at the <laughs> long hours you just remember like folding the clothes or whatever and hearing the song come on or something yeah. like that or yeah. starbucks or whatever and it's like yeah i don't know it it was cool it was really really cool because during that time period, it was a, things were just so different, right? Like that came out in what, like 2010, 2011, 18. something like that. Yeah. I think during that time period, that was when I want to give you an example. An example is like we crashed using that for their series was perfectly placed because we work was like really popular back then. That's when it was starting off American Apparel urban outfitters like all the and then like the 2012 indie sort of vibes going on there like the pitchfork and everything like that it's just I don't know like just I think of those times and like how significant they were I was 21 22 during that time period and I I just think yeah I just think it's it's really neat what would you say were some of your favorite experiences you shared sort of maybe more sadder more tougher times but what were some of the joyful moments during that time for you I think one of my most joyful moments was, I think for a few few years, actually, I was on the unemployment benefit. Mm-hmm. Good on you. Honestly. I was like, I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to make music and, you know. After you so wrote think, the song, after the song came out? I think when the song came out, the first time we ever played it was actually to like 15 people. But my favorite moment was um, when I was at working my job in retail I worked right. for this fashion designer in New Zealand um, called Julie Hogan and all the most beautiful clothing. Like Love that. Silks, cottons. I was surrounded by the most beautiful. Did you clothing. go last time while you were there? I I did actually. I just went to cruise <laughs> and it was like, oh, so funny. Um, <laughs> and your song's playing in the background and you're like, She oh. actually used one of our songs for her Full circle. like fashion week runway thing mm. back in the day, which was really cool. Um, getting a call at work my manager at the time being like all right kid it's time to quit your job we're going on tour that was like one of the most iconic memories i have of just like it's insane that's crazy we're going on tour we're going on a world tour i'm leaving new zealand for music that was a very joyous moment and also um there was just 
so many getting to play all those amazing festivals like in front of just thousands like glastonbury uk yeah yeah totally coachella same yep you played in 2014 i think 2014 yeah 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 just like wild right like and again like those were like you know, I don't mean to sound like an old guy, like a senior citizen over here, but those are some different times. I mean, those are just some like wild, wild times and things are still cool. I mean, I don't think they're as cool as they were personally, yeah. but, but, like, <laughs> but I think like, social media has really changed the landscape of mm-hmm. all industries, not just the music industry, but like all industries. People we, rely on it so much now. Yeah, it's and it's like that thing where they came out with that facebook documentary where it was kind of like exposing social media and like the addiction to it and then like that just kind of got shut down immediately they're like what documentary what are you guys talking about (laughs) just so crazy man like just some wild stuff talking a little bit about we've mentioned young blood a couple of times do you remember hearing the finished version for the first time and what mm. that was like you you hear your song you're like holy crap did you think we're gonna be famous like this is actually <laughs> gonna happen I don't think I was like we're gonna be famous or anything I was like this is the best thing you've ever written I think it was just that I think it was like this is our best work we gotta do it again you know I remember hearing it I remember mostly the version the like the final demo it was called 204 and we played it to several people I remember and playing it to people who weren't like that excited about it mm. I remember that most most of all like the the indie label we were on at the time he he didn't think it was going to do well there was an A&R that we were kind of like that was kind of quoting us at the time he was like oh i don't know about this i don't know if it's gonna do well <laughs> jokes then, on you sucker i know <laughs> we ended up leaving them and then went on to do our thing and yeah. they were wrong i remember making the music video too that was really yeah. fun joel kefali campbell hooper who were called special Pro- problems at the time and joel kefali has gone on to do like a lot of amazing things um he did all of lord's recent music videos for her okay. last album right shot in new zealand and also making music video the music video for that was so fun mm. i was just down for anything and he's just... like all right can you just like walk into the ocean and then go underwater i'm like it's freezing but i'll do it you know it was always such an adventure uh, making music videos for our songs. some of them are really w- wacky and weird but <laughs> it makes it even more fun and interesting you know like why not like um that's dope and you know kind of what you were saying too you're like we're gonna do this again and sure enough you did it again you guys wrote a handful more singles that were like major hits yeah punching a dream hearts like ours oh my god oh my god what a song (laughs) like listening to that song i you know we set up this interview and i've listened to that so many times recently it's just like it's such a good one you know i'm not trying to like fan you too much or anything like that i was like okay the recording's great let's see how it translates into um the live version right on youtube and so what did we find of course we found craig ferguson performance right and we went on the craig ferguson performance you had like a really cool look too you like 
cut the hair and like the that was a time dude the, the gold yeah um that was a time that let me tell you you know when girls go through breakups or like yeah, red yeah. like radical life changes like totally. that was my right my, my period right. of time i believe it too you look very like you know what it reminded me of actually it kind of reminded me of sort of how julian's presence is on stage like when julian of the strokes like goes up to a microphone basically and just oh, like yeah. stands there like just super chill like he's just kind of like hanging out basically he's hanging out but he's given the raw emotion at the same time which i don't know if that makes sense but that's what i felt like when i watched your video of that oh, i was man. like oh man like this is like she's like really in it you know like, <laughs> like... <laughs> oh my gosh that girl there we go. so we were talking a little bit earlier about when you were performing on craig ferguson and that was really interesting as i said because you had a different look you just mentioned that you just got out of a breakup i assume that may had been with tom possibly yes. and just yeah just like such a, such a vibe i like your energy in in that video i mean if you go to youtube watch the video <laughs> it is very like on fire in in the sense but also very stoic at the same time i don't know like you can just tell like there's some built-up tension but it's also really letting it out within the performance do you feel that way what do you feel about that performance no i do feel that way i think i think when you when anybody um does tv there is like an element of tension because you know you don't want to fuck up you know you're like yeah. you want to do like your best job and like um i think tom and i we trigger each other when it comes to performance anxiety and i think you know he leans leans on me a lot and then i feel like i'm like oh i gotta carry this gonna make sure i don't mess it up because he's nervous and like if i don't look nervous and i'm performing then he'll feel at ease and he'll be you know it's such a funny thing <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. You really can't tell in the video, honestly. No, no. And, and I'm lucky enough for us is that we've, at that time, we've been on tour. We played the song like a million times. Mm -hmm. So it's muscle memory. Mm. And so all I was focusing on was like, all right, just go out there and, and sing really well. Yeah. Because <laughs> TV broadcast, like the broadcast from TV can be really punishing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I... I love performing and I really miss it. Um, I it sucks that the pandemic kind of like just put a full stop on everything. Yeah. Um, in terms of touring, uh, yeah. But I, I really do miss performing, and I will try to figure out how to make it happen. Love that. Um, this year. Love all my solo that. stuff. I don't know about making famous. I don't know. Well, we're just getting started again. You know. All right. Fair enough pandemic world <laughs> is it possible to say there potentially could be another 10 or so more years with the naked and famous could you I guys live so. on yeah cool i really hope so because tom and i just love you know i think we've we've done music for a long time and we don't want to do anything else so yeah, absolutely yeah. like once you're I there i can't tell what the future will be but we'll just keep doing what we always do yeah that breakup that's that sounds pretty wild because oh, uh, yeah. yeah you know i you're in a band together and you know what's crazy is um i'm actually friends with um aaron fenning of Who's that? he is uh he was the guy in chairlift oh yeah um yeah, yeah. basically him and caroline had the split 
you know, in 2010. And then the mm-hmm. the song uh, Bruises was out. And it just seems like you got to make it work. But at the same, yeah, I don't know. It, it's incredible that you guys patch things up enough to where you're like, you know, you kept the band going, like things are still yeah. moving forward and stuff like that. It um, is unusual that we are still yeah. in each other's lives. But I will tell you the three years that we took as a break was really needed. Um, and he really does feel like a sibling. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of crazy that we had this time of our lives when we were a couple, you know? It mm-hmm. feels weird to think about now because we're just such different people. <laughs> and um, and, and I realised that that is what makes it so great when we do work together because we are so different, because we have different perspectives and a different way of seeing the world. You know, I'm, I have ADHD. Mm-hmm. I am very neurodivergent. I am all over the place. I have a million ideas. And then mm-hmm. Tom's very focused and he's very serious. And mm-hmm. I could see that. I could definitely very, see that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Very tidy and, and logical and orderly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you put yeah. these two things together when they start working in a certain way, you know. It, it's really great <laughs> even in the photos he looks in, in much respect i'm sure you know he's sounds like an awesome guy really he's a great person, he's but, a great but, person but, but like yeah. he does seem pretty serious even in like the sort of band photos type of thing I, he, he's a this. serious guy yeah he's, he's a, a serious brooding guy yeah. and, and like and then I'm coming along, whole holy jolly. And oh yeah, oh yeah. And you know, he's very, like, what is this? He's a very controlled, measured person, and um, yeah, it's just it's really funny. I'm definitely more outgoing mm-hmm. than he is. Yeah, um, which must have been interesting when you guys were meeting fans too, right? Because like people loved you guys, and they still do, and I'm sure like when you guys were like at the peak performance and everything like that i'm you're surrounded by all these people that want to meet you and stuff like that that i i would be so curious just because yeah you seem like a very sweet nice person and i'm sure like outgoing and stuff and i'm just sure like the swarm must have i don't know like just so like energizing and connecting and stuff like that yeah i mean i love meeting people so whenever people are like hey i'm like what's up how are you you know i've never Never been one to be an asshole to people who who want to come up to me and say hello. I feel That's so like sweet. That's you know, awesome. what's the point? Unless it gets a little bit weird and, and yeah. they're a little creepy. You're like, no. So I'm like a woman. Oh, I, I like, gotta I go. We gotta pack instances. up the car. We gotta pack up the van. We gotta go. Been those experiences where like there has been like a guy who hangs around and he has a camera and he comes to every show and he's right up the front and he's like on my side of the stage and he's like his camera is like up there and I'm like I don't know about this person I don't know about this person what would you say is your most memorable fan interaction so like a positive one like uh has someone like gifted you like a like a cake or something like that or like something silly something oh my gosh there's this one um this one Tina fan is named Brian. Brian and Jolene. They're these two people that is it Amer- like, are they American? May I ask that? Ameri- both okay. American and the sweetest, most supportive people that have been fans of our music and we know them on a first name basis. Mm. And uh yeah, they're really sweet. Like Jolene, she's like an a visual artist and just loves music and you know, she had has 
we share an experience where we both lost our parents and you know and that was something that we connected on and it right. is a really overwhelming thing to connect with people on pretty somber life experiences and mm. i don't know it felt nice that like our music supported her through the times that she was living through and me making music supported me through the times i yeah, had yes so love it it's Praise. kind of cool a cool thing how how it kind of like goes around like that and brian he's just so sweet he's like gifted us presents over the years and just been really supportive that's awesome i, love I don't know that. i feel like i feel like fans of our music are just really nice people all and, right. All right. <laughs> and are all really different um different kinds of people you know it's the demographic it just spans generations yeah. i feel so I could see it's that. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. So according to your Wikipedia page, it says there were six previous band members in the Naked and Famous. Is that true? And if so, may I ask what happened to the to the gang? Was there original gang? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just counting them. <laughs> when we first started out, we had um, a drummer and a bass player, Jordan Clark, Ben Knapp in New Zealand. And they were around when we first released our first EPs. And then they moved on. And then we had another drummer. We've went gone through several drummers, but we went through several drummers, like three drummers, three different drummers, and then landed on the official lineup in 2009, I believe, mm. when we released our single, All of This. Mm -hmm. And like, that was the lineup. 2009, like that was the final lineup. If Tom and I started the band in 2006, released our first two EPs in 2008, and then finalized the band members by 2009. So that's the timeline. Okay. But um, Ben, our very first bass player, he's gone on to be a an engineer, a mix engineer. Oh, wow. Okay. And the drummer, Jordan, I think he went on to, I think he went on to play in other bands in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Um. Was the idea to keep it like a duo? Was was that like the original idea for it to be a duo or Yeah, like... so the so it's Tom and I started out, we started the band, we started writing songs, and we're like the main nucleus of the band. And then we kind of like brought on other players, um and you know, they would also come to the studio and we would write the songs and then we would take them to the live room and like things change in the live room and you go back to the final recording and the final song so mm -hmm. i feel like having band members was pretty integral in the beginning of our career whereas now they've all gone on to do other things I and mean, aaron is aaron the the guy who did the programming and since um he's he's a mix engineer now and he also has his own project called um space above which is really cool space above space above oh space above yeah, yeah. Okay. for fans of like john hopkins he okay, makes yeah. really beautiful okay. electronic music. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah. And then our bass player, he's gone on to work in, I think he's still in the industry, the touring industry, and our drummer, he went back to school. So cool. Okay, yeah. Do maths. Love it. Yeah, something. I was yeah, I was curious. I wasn't sure because I'd seen the press photos previously with you and Tom, but a few other people. And I wasn't yeah. sure if the idea was this is like a full band project or if this was like a duo project with a backing band. 
Yeah, I feel like back then we were a five piece and like it was Tom and I are the main songwriters and then we had the people in the band. But I think moving forward, we'll probably treat it like how Nine Inch Nails treats their album cycles or like That's, how yeah. M83 treats their album cycles where they Anthony M83, mm-hmm. you know, he's the he's the central part. He is M83 and then totally who his band members will be. You know, and I kind of like that actually. Like before I wasn't so sure, like I'm actually a big fan of when and this is such a hot take, but I'm a big fan of when bands just just keep going. Like honestly, and I know like people are like, nah, just like look, you had the one hit song, like just like let it go. I'm like, no, like just keep on releasing music, man. Like people like people still want to hear it there's people on reddit there's people on tumblr there's people all over the internet that still want to hear that song and it's just like why not like i don't know and it's not even like i'm directing that to like you know your band in particular but i'm just saying like for example like m83 when anthony released midnight city and he's still releasing music he released the album last year i think and it it didn't like pop off or anything like that but do it anyway do it anyway you know like do it anyway like, I think I think that's kind of the plan like why not why not there's that's still a lot of ground left to explore and I'm excited about that and um I am and I also like Tom and I have grown up so much over the last few years I'm, I'm really excited to see like what we do what we make next yes um yes. knowing what we know about how we work and and how how to navigate difficult creative disputes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, um, wow yeah what a time like it's honestly I, I i believe it i mean i really believe it it's just like look let's just like take a break let's just grab a drink let's grab some food we can talk about it later break yeah. this down all this stuff i'm sure oh i i believe it and on tour like especially when you guys are on tour too right like yeah figuring out I don't know if like you had times where like maybe you switched up the set list or something like that or like it's just like no I don't want to play that song and you're like come on yeah yeah right yep. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> wow 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 um yeah. do, do you guys still like playing the old songs I mean it's been a long time but yeah I I feel like no we really love we were you know we released our album recover mm-hmm. 20 okay we were on tour in australia and we were playing as a four piece luna mm. shadows on keyboards backing vocals and our drummer caitlin um who is who her main gig is drumming for um cindy lawther she's oh cool that's drummer. awesome so the band were three gals and tom it was that's- so cool we got to play like a live show with all of our new songs and the old ones and pre-production and rehearsals and it was just like so exciting whenever we did play those old songs i was like yes like yes i'm like we need to play the mess yeah right (laughs) people love that song as sad as it is you know yeah (laughs) so yeah love 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 playing the old songs 
I I am such a dork. I I really am a I'm a nerd here, but like I really enjoy looking at. I think it's like setlist.fm or something like that. Whenever the Strokes play or something, I'll be like, I wonder if they're gonna play any of the old songs. You know, yeah. especially like if I'm gonna see them on tour, I definitely love a good spoiler alert. Of yes. like what the you know so. So listen. you know what you're gonna look forward to. I love the Strokes. I yeah. I I love them so yeah. much. I. Yeah, big fan. Yeah, I um, interviewed Albert uh, in January, and uh, it was it was literally. I mean, this is crazy for me interviewing you right now because <laughs> I've been a fa- I've been a fan of yours for a very long time. Yeah. Your music has been in my life for a while, very long time. But all yeah. just yeah, interviewing Albert too was like just insane. I was like, how is this real? Who am I? Like, where oh did like gosh. what you know what I mean? Like. You yeah. like you're you have these moments in your life where it's just and I certainly believe this is true for you. Just the amount of so I'm from Baltimore and like yeah. just bouncing back from Baltimore to New York and stuff like that. But seeing you sort of come from New Zealand to Los Angeles, that is you know, I that know. is just a different, different vibe. And I, I guess it makes me curious. Was there a moment that you can share along the lines of you performed a festival or you were at a party or you played like some type of thing where you met someone or there was like this big moment of recognition, accolade, like just where you were like, holy shit, how am I here? This is insane. Yeah. Lollapalooza, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um we were watching Breaking Bad on the tour bus and um like I don't know like 20 minutes before we had to go and we were just so like addicted to the show yeah and then getting ready getting our packs on you know to go on stage and Aaron Paul is that the actor's name I think so yeah who plays Jesse Pinkman yeah yeah he was standing side of stage with his girlfriend that is insane that is waiting for us to go on stage oh my god oh my god that was the most that was the buzziest thing to be like we're just watching hi we were just watching you on the bus and now you're here where and you're gonna watch us go on play on stage that's so cool that that is amazing what a time that was an amazing experience and also um playing this festival called the big day out in australia yeah big day out totally the vines which is like a traveling circus in a sense because you get to play in all the different states in australia but all the bands kind of like get shepherded around to the airports as one kind of like king right one organism we get on the same flights we're staying in the same hotels and and that was really fun because the year that we played was when our city sound system was on that tour oh cool yeah arcade fire was on that tour mm-hmm. so i got to see our city sound system and arcade fire like every night that sounds awesome and i, I would just go out into the crowd on my own and just make friends ah <laughs> so much fun and ah. just be like, yeah so much fun <laughs> that sounds like a really good time damn it was a really really good time wow. some of the best times of my life wow and then watching like pearl jam side of stage right? oh yeah pearl jam definitely pearl jam is such a classic yeah there was also the illuminaires were on that tour so like mm-hmm. there was one time where andrew from oh and group love where andrew from group love and i we like went on stage to sing with Lumineers. <gasps> People must have went crazy for that. That yeah. must have been wild. Yeah. It was wild. And then, yeah. oh, the Deftones was on this tour too. I love the Deftones. I yeah. love Chino. I love yeah. Chino. So he was awesome. Like, he was a fan of our band. And there was one festival, the Big Doubt Festival in Adelaide, where 
Tom and I got to go up on stage and sing Passenger with him. <gasps> what? Really? There's literally zero footage. There's like uh, how one dare. photo from like, I don't know, one photo on the internet somewhere of us on stage. That's insane. How did that come to fruition? Did you, so you talked to Chino and he was just like, yeah. yeah 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 we we just kept in contact with him and he's really cool and he seems cool yeah really nice the whole band are awesome really yeah nice people. yeah and, I, um, they're yeah. doing a collaboration with like mark jacobs right now for like this insane like throwback 90s sort of like clothing branding thing and there's a boutique in la somewhere where they're it's deftones themed you should check it out. Wow. I, yeah, massive. Yeah, pretty pretty cool. So I'll say a word or phrase and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Sound oh, good? <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do with this, but I'm open. I'm open for whatever. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it. New Zealand band. Uh, the Mint Chicks. The Mint Chicks. The Mint Chicks, baby. Yeah. They are All no right. longer a band, but you may recognize um a project called unknown model orchestra oh yeah i'm seeing them later this month in san francisco actually oh yeah, yeah. love them ruben and his yeah. brother cody his brother cody has a band called opossum okay if you haven't heard heard it go listen to it okay. anyway those two brothers they had a band called the Mint Chicks in New Zealand, which is like a household name and a massive influence on the Naked and Famous when we were first starting out. Oh. It's like punk. It's like punk, punk with lots of like pop sensibilities. They're on Flying Nun Records. They're like a noisy lo-fi Into it. Into band. It. Yeah. Um, and they came to critical acclaim in New Zealand when they released their album Craziest Dumb No, which okay. the Naked and Famous have done a cover of that song that's awesome um, that is awesome i love the that chicks one of my favorite bands of all time you know that's i so great so glad you said that i love uh looking up especially like more of the obscure like sort of like i don't know music like that yeah. that sounds awesome yeah sounds really cool kind of moccasin is like a he's like oh, yeah. too, right like he's, he's kind of like under the radar sort of but really good he's the well. only person that i know that calls me elise <laughs> what's your what do they call you though Alisa. No, my name's Alisa, but Alisa. like I don't have a lot of so sorry, context. I don't have a lot of nicknames. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, Conan, whenever we like chat or see each other, it's been a long time since I've spoken to him, but mm -hmm. I'm sure if I saw him, I would be like, Yo, Yo be great yeah, great reunion. Yeah. Um he always calls me Elise. <laughs> that's awesome that he, like, okay. he's such a character too i could actually see him being yeah. like go to karaoke song oh god mm. Whitney houston i want to dance with somebody before it had a resurgence okay and okay listen it's a hard song to sing oh man. but i'm not afraid of just going for it <laughs> and trying <laughs> and when me and my right. partner were um dating for the first time like five years ago mm -hmm. we went to joshua tree mm -hmm. and there is like a saloon uh, bar dive there and there were maybe like 15 people in there but they had karaoke Ooh, and perfect and then he's like do you want to do karaoke i'm like oh my god yes i'm like only if you'll do a song so i ended up doing whitney houston i want to dance with somebody and i got like a standing ovation from the people in the bar oh, wow, that's awesome that <laughs> it is was the so funniest good. thing ever that is and I, so epic. I, I impressed him he was impressed so oh yeah good work all right <laughs> um tour snack tour snack 
Mm-hmm. I will are say you, this one's really unconventional, but are you sweets or savory? Savory. All okay. Day. Yeah. I love a good chip. Mm. I love a good potato chip. Okay. I wasn't sure if you meant fries for a second. Just by no, like that. Okay. Sorry. In New Zealand, yeah. we call potato chips chips. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I love a good potato chip. I love a salty, crunchy snack. Okay, like a, a barbecue or salt and vinegar is usually salt and vinegar. Okay, okay, okay a that's kettle, good. A kettle cooked salt and vinegar chip is like good, a good time for me. I like that. Okay, if you could have any musician past or present cover a song of yours, which musician would it be, and what song would it be? Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I would want the yeah yeah yes. Ooh. To cover our Ooh, yeah. song, No Way. I feel like Karen O would rip on that. All right. Hell yeah. Let's send this to her. Let's send her this interview. <laughs> let's, let, let's make that happen. I'm for it. It has like that guitar folky thing that she's so good at doing, but then yeah. it also like rocks out. I like, like her so- her solo album has like that, like very. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 She's just so vocally dynamic, and like I'm just such a massive fan of the Yeah, yes. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. Even their last album was really good as well. Really yeah, really love, good. love her. Yeah. Love her. What is what is the criminally most underrated album of all time? Criminally most underrated album of all time. That's right. What is it? I need to know. Oh, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> that face. Oh my god. That was oh, awful. you know what? You know what? I haven't heard haven't seen this on many lists but i don't know people have their opinions about billy corgan but the smashing pumpkins melancholy and infinite sadness like that album to me is one of my favorites of like it's a a massive building block in my like music growing up with music and i feel like that's really underrated it's a double album and beautiful guitar tones yeah beautiful lyrics melancholy infinite sadness by the smashing pumpkins 90s alternative rock i don't know if people are into that anymore but i love that record so much Mm -hmm. it is it's a good one it really is yeah and now he owns his own like wrestling company or something like that it's totally crazy did you hear that no that's kind of wild yeah kind of wild yeah super wild name a band or artist that you believe is the best live show you've ever seen oh dang okay let me think for one sec okay um best live show i've ever seen you know i feel like there is Mm. it's tough i understand i've seen a lot of shows i get it i will say there is a band in the uk called fools Mm -hmm. yeah fools yeah insane really good really good live performance so good live okay i i feel like i haven't (laughs) haven't seen a lot of live shows lately yeah no i get it or you know the 1975 i haven't seen their show but from what i've seen on the internet yep people the world wide web world wide web world wide web world wide web leads me to believe (laughs) that will be okay an, that's an iconic show you like boot up the aol dial-up internet on the World Wide <laughs> web and then it's just like and then you know the sound that it makes okay 1975 like it two more what's your favorite lyric or verse you have ever written in your life favorite lyric oh. or verse you have ever written in your life <laughs> oh fall back in love eventually yes 
Yes, totally, totally. There's feel so that. much. Totally there's so that. much in that line, like fall back and love. Love, just eventually. Yeah, exactly. Like when you do that line. Oh my god. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I yeah. because it's like saying like it'll get there. It'll it'll get yeah. there at some point. Right. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a really good one. <laughs> May I just comment really quick? How was it with the we work we crash thing? Was that crazy or like what what was that like? That was that was. Did you watch it? Uh no. I love Anne Hathaway. Um (laughs) I haven't watched it. I should watch it. Yeah. There are so many other things that I've wanted to watch before watching that. Yeah. Um You don't know the scene that it's in? It's like at a I do know the scene that it's in. Okay, you do know the scene that it's in. And it's like very like the fest the festival. I need to go watch it. Who is a couple of underrated musicians that everyone should look up right now? Just kind of like what you were saying, sort of similar to Unknown Mortal Orchestra, his brother. If you could just name a couple of musicians that maybe deserve a little bit more shine. Uh, um, I feel like, gosh, I feel like I haven't been listening to a lot of new music because I've been working on music. And when I work on music, I don't really listen to a lot of music. But mm, I feel like I am listening to, there's an artist called Phaser Days. She's like signed to Flying Nun Records, lo-fi, mm-hmm. um, singer songwriter but she's just really cool and she is open for lord for mm. tours in new zealand i feel like phaser day is like really freaking cool and cool. deserves <laughs> the world and then i have um, you know i'm just gonna quickly <laughs> yeah please here. yeah oh tops i love Tops. oh tops the band oh yeah, yeah. they're really yeah yeah the um they have one song that i really like um, tops is like that's a one good of one. my faves. That's that's a really good one, yeah. You said it's safe to say that we can expect more the naked and famous music and more of your solo music to be yes to come. Yes. Yeah. Coming from a person that is very good at multitasking. <laughs> for sure. Awesome. Thank you so very much for your time. I'm so grateful. Like I said, I've been listening to your music for many years. I hope that I get to listen to it for twice that for so on. And yeah, just best wishes and I Thanks, know. I, dude. Yeah, I, yeah. I will let you know when we uh, have some more naked and famous news and and I'll let you know when I have some more music coming out and and perhaps Tom can jump in on one of these uh in the future. I would love that. That would be awesome. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much. Oh my god, that was so awesome having Elisa on she is such a rad person and I'm just really grateful for the interview right that was a really solid interview if I do say so myself and I don't know I I hope to get to meet her in person I hope to get to see her solo project in person as well as get to see the naked and famous perform and it's very exciting to hear that she has new music on the way, some music that she co-wrote, and also it sounds to me that there's going to be more Naked and Famous to come in the future, so that is good news. Anyway, be sure to check out Elisa on the socials. She's on Instagram and Twitter by her name, that is the handle, which is A-L-I-S-A, X-A-Y-A-L-I-T-H. And yeah, Instagram and Twitter. Find her there. She's awesome. Great content. Great music. Check it out. Thank you to everyone that tuned in. If you have any questions, feedback, or recommendations of who I should have on my show next, reach out to me on Instagram at 
James Richard Lane or Twitter, James Lane, Lane with two E's. Have a great week. And as always, you already know, please support your local animal shelter. Goodbye.